Welcome to Double Booked, your place for library news, book recommendations, and reading banter, hosted by WML librarians uh, Charlotte Wood and Erin Driscoll. Uh, we are broadcasting from the WCTV Community Television Studios in Wilmington, Mass. Uh, we want to thank WCTV for allowing us to use their facility and equipment. And we are joined today by special returning guest, uh, Youth <laughs> Services Librarian Danielle Masterson. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, and we are going to have a discussion of our summer reading challenge and also offer book recommendations that are fit for your beach bags, carry-ons, and summer getaways. Uh, but before we get underway... Yes, I'd like to jump in here, and I have a special reason for welcoming Danielle. I'm going to be retiring next month, uh, mid-June, and Danielle is taking my place as the assistant library director, and she's also taking my place here on Double Booked, and I know she's going to do a terrific job. So um, that's uh, my special welcome to Danielle. Thank and, you. And I also just wanted to say it's been a lot of fun uh, doing the podcast. It's been a great learning opportunity for me, and right when I'm finding my voice, you know, it's right going to be time to leave, but... But um, anyway, Danielle will be your new host uh, in July. So I hope you tune in and, um, and listen in to Double Booked. Thank you so mm -hmm. much, Charlotte. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to, to, um, to working with the entire staff, but especially Erin here on Double Booked. Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so, Charlotte, you are going to have some, hopefully, some well-earned summer reading time this right this so maybe i can make my way through some of the pile next to my bed but i'm also looking for new book re recommendations and i know that you and daniel both have some so yes yeah. yes mm -hmm. um i realized in preparing for this episode that i've already recommended like a lot of my all-time <laughs> uh beach reads <laughs> for this podcast <laughs> um you know, books like uh, Malibu Rising by Taylor mm -hmm. Jenkins Reid. Pretty much any book, I think, by Taylor Jenkins Reid is a good beach read. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, She's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Wild Game by Adrian Brojor, which is like a really juicy memoir that's set in large part on Cape Cod. So mm -hmm. extra good beach read. Um, and I also think like some of the horror books I've recommended that are also kind of blend in humor, uh, like Southern Vampire's Guide to Slaying Vamp. Southern book club is fine, rather, to slaying vampires, uh, by Grady Hendrix, and uh, My Heart is a Chainsaw by Stephen Graham Jones also work really well for Beach Read. Mm -hmm. uh, so that said, I did bring a couple <laughs> new <laughs> yes. recommendations. Mm -hmm. um, uh, for, for me, a Beach Read is like essentially a book that could be a movie. <laughs> like I don't want something yeah. to that's going to make me think too much or that's yes. going to be too much of a bummer. I want like a popcorn movie, but a book. <laughs> I think that's exactly what a beach read is. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I beg to differ, but you'll have to wait yes. for my list. Oh, <laughs> we'll have to wait. All right. Mm -hmm. So for me, um, Falling uh, by T.J. Newman uh, fits, mm -hmm. fits those requirements. Uh, it reminds me a lot of the 80s and 90s kind of blockbuster action movies that I grew up with, like a... Uh, Speed, Die Hard. Yes. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. It's not a perfect book, guys. The characters are a little flat, and some of the elements, the more <laughs> you think of them, the more unplausible they seem. Mm -hmm. But those are things that I worried about after I finished it. <laughs> um, <laughs> during reading it, um, I was hooked. <laughs> T.J. Uh, Newman um, was a flight attendant for like a decade, so... It adds a very insidery element to this book. The plot moves very quickly. Uh, she really knows how to raise the stakes with like every mm -hmm. 
chapter, quick chapters, which I love. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And I will just read right from the book jacket here for the plot. Um, It goes, you just boarded a flight to New York. There are 143 other passengers on board. What you don't know is that 30 minutes before the flight, your pilot's family was kidnapped. For his family to live, everyone on your plane must die. The only way the family will survive is if the pilot follows orders and crashes the plane. Enjoy the flight. (laughs) (laughs) So it is just, you know... Really ratchets up the suspense. It's it's a great beach read that you can, you know, leave it on your towel, go for a swim, come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. Yeah, it does sound great. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Danielle, yeah. do you have a recommendation for us? I do. I actually have. Um, it's a pair of recommendations. It's a package deal. Uh, those of you who read We Were Liars by E. Lockhart, I'm oh, not yes. sure if you guys read that. That came out probably five or six years ago. Um, it's about a privileged family who has their own private island off the Cape Cod. And so they have uh, three houses on Cape Cod. And I don't think I'm giving anything away by saying that there is um, a major tragedy in We Were Liars. And We Were Liars focuses on the, uh, there's the patriarch of the family, his children, and then their children. And that's what We Were Liars focuses on. Well, this summer, the prequel is coming out, and it's called Family of Liars. And it focuses on those kids, their mothers. Hmm. And so it's, um, it's what happens on the island in the 70s as opposed to what happens in, you know, the 2000s when We Were Liars takes place. Um, I got an advanced copy because I loved We Were Liars was the first book I read as a librarian. So um, it holds a a special place in my heart, but also it was just a really great book. And so I got an advanced copy of Family of Liars. I think it it might have come out last week. I'm not sure, Um, but it will definitely be out in June uh, when you guys hear this. And um, it was just really great. Like you see how you you see how both books are tied together. Um, so I highly recommend both of them. I don't, I wouldn't say read the prequel first. I think you do need to have an understanding of We Were Liars to really appreciate Family of Liars. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, Aaron, it's on the Cape. It's a great beach read. It's one of those, it also has quick chapters. It's something you can leave on your seat, go, go in the water, come back. And, um, they're really great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, here come my recommendations. <laughs> it's not on the beach. <laughs> uh, it is, I would say, it is a fairly quick read. Um, but it's actually set in Minnesota in, in the dead of winter. So it's <laughs> it's a way to cool off maybe while you're, you know, soaking in the 90-degree yes. sun. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I, I'm recommending Iron Lake by William Kent Kruger. I had read uh, two books by this author, Ordinary Grace and This Tender Land, which I, I really enjoyed both of them. So, of course, I went online and I looked him up, and turns out he has written a mystery series. Uh, he's written, well, the 19th book is coming out this year, so 19 in this is this series. Uh, it's the Cork O'Connor mystery series. So I thought, okay, I'm going to start with the first one. And so Iron Lake is the first, the first book, and I read it a couple of months ago. Um, of course, the main character, Cork O'Connor, is three-quarters Irish and one-quarter Anashkanabi Indian. 
He's also the former sheriff of Aurora, Minnesota, a town of just under 4,000 people. And, of course, his marriage is dissolving, and he had to leave the sheriff's office under kind of a cloud. But that doesn't prevent him from becoming involved in the murder of a judge. And as he's, you know, sort of beginning his own investigation of this, he it leads to deeper and darker things that are happening uh, in the community. Um, and it uh, kind of goes through there. So wh- why did I like this book? What makes it you know, sort of different maybe than an- another mystery? I think the characters are flawed but very likable. Uh, they come to life under the author's pen. Uh, the dialogue is sharp, witty. Uh, there's a real sense of place with Minnesota in winter. You, f- you, can, feel, you can feel the cold, hear the crunch of the snow. Um, and the whodunit part, it keeps you guessing, but I, f- I felt it was secondary uh, secondary um, to the cast of characters. Um, I'm looking forward to reading the next book in the series. Uh, I might do it this summer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it's not, I, I wouldn't call it's not chiclet. There are love interests, but it isn't a romance. I think it would appeal to men and women, and I've recommended it to my son, uh, one of my sons, and um, to my brother, who uh, are both avid readers, because uh, I thought they'd really enjoy it. But So that's Iron Lake by William Kent Kruger. Excellent. That's great. I just mm-hmm. read um, Ordinary Grace by him, and I have been intrigued by his, um, when I saw that he had a series of like procedurals, I was like, ooh, yeah. that yeah. could be. And the other thing, yeah. he didn't start writing until he was 48. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. He he always loved to write, but didn't start. Mm -hmm. And uh, when this Iron Lake was picked up, he was just, you know, it was just, it was thrilling. And and they had the 20th anniversary copy. So the series does have, I guess, a fairly large readership and a following. So, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My second recommendation is on the other side of the law, (laughs) I would say. (laughs) Um, It is My Sister, the Serial Killer (laughs) by... um, Oyekin Braithway. Um, she's a Nigerian writer, and it's set in uh, Lagos. Uh, it's a very dark, but also sort of a screwball comedy, <laughs> um, revolving around a couple sisters. Um, Karide uh, is a nurse. She's a rule follower. She works at a hospital, and she's a very skilled cleaner, uh, which comes in handy because her sister's boyfriends keep ending up dead. <laughs> uh, her sister claims self-defense, uh, but Karate, you know, is having some trouble believing her <laughs> um, since this keeps happening and is especially worried uh, when her sister kind of sets her sights on a doctor at the hospital that she's had a crush on for for years. <laughs> um, so, again, the book moves very quickly. Um, it's kind of absurdist and, and funny, uh, but in like a really deadpan way. Uh mm-hmm. And also, again, has really short chapters, which I just love for a vacation read. Um, I think it would be great for fans of dark comedies. Like, I was thinking, like, if you're fans of the series, like, Killing Eve or, like, yeah. Barry on HBO, like, similar similar vibes. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, My Sister, the Serial Killer. <laughs> yeah. That's actually been on my to-read list for quite a while. And I remember what I liked about it was the cover. I thought the cover was gorgeous. It has a great cover. (laughs) It does. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you do judge a book by its cover. You know, I'm not I'm not familiar with that cover, but Erin and I have talked about this before. All of a sudden, a lot of book covers, I'm not saying this one, are beginning to look alike. Have you noticed that the kind the font? Yes. Kind of the, the colors, the stylization. And they all have a. There's especially the trade paperbacks. Well, and I guess they would follow from the hardbacks, too. But there there is a trend where there, you can see similarities across these book covers. I'm not quite sure why it 
There's a lot it's of gone that way, but blurry, swirly, yes. geometric kind of. Yeah, yes. this yeah. is very different. This is has a woman on the cover with like sunglasses, which looks mm-hmm. very cool. And then you kind of notice that in the reflection of the sunglasses yeah. is an arm raised with a uh, knife. Uh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> <laughs> but I've noticed that with a lot of the covers where they look so much alike that you're not quite sure which one you've read. No, it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's you're true. like, did I read this already? Yeah, I'm not I, sure. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's time for them to come out with something brand new yes. in terms of really <laughs> I think different. so yeah. mm-hmm. well so. it's interesting that you both picked books that have something to do with the law because my other um, my other recommendation is actually police procedurals um, I love them I've always brought them to the beach I usually bring a little paperback and the two that I'm really into right now is uh, the Maeve Kerrigan series which is written by Jane Casey there's nine or ten of them And Maeve, she comes from an Irish family that lives in London, and she becomes a, a, she's a constable and then becomes a detective, and she's on a major crime unit in London. And what I like about her series is, one, that Maeve is always right, and I do love that. I love when you have a main (laughs) character who always knows what she's doing, and I love that she's a girl and she always knows what she's doing. She's always right. I do love that. She is flawed. There are things about her that will drive you just batty, where you're like, why did you do this? Um, But she's a really likable character. And uh, what I like about it being in London is that I visited London, so I get to Mm -hmm. kind of revisit some places. Um, And I do like the police procedural. Um, I've read a lot of those kind of domestic thriller suspense ones, and I feel like after a while they get to be the same. With the police procedural, you can kind of see different ways that they go about things. Um, So I like that one a lot. And much like the London series, my other recommendation is uh, the D.D. Warren series. And that's by Lisa Gardner. And that one is set in Boston. So you get to um, she's in Boston. You know the area. She goes to the North Shore for different things. You know, like you might see Route 1 pop up. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really like that series as well. Again, it's similar. It's a um, female detective on a major crime unit. And uh, for me, what I like about them is just their setting. And it's really nice to kind of, you're on the beach, you take a a trip to London, you might wind up on Castle Island and Southie, and, you know, you get to see where they find the crime and and how they solve it. So those are great beach reads for me. They sound like fun. Yeah. Excellent. Mm-hmm. My next recommendation, I would say, is a true beach read. I read it about a dozen years ago. Uh, it was uh, published in 2008, uh, and it's called Bringing Home the Birkin. I don't know. Did, no? No? no. Uh, it's still available. Um, uh, the author spent about 20 years scoring Hermes Birkin handbags to resell to those with deep pockets. These are very, very expensive. Um, I think at the time they were $30,000 for a handbag. Oh, my gosh. And very rare hard and waiting lists yes uh so he developed this business of getting ahead of the crowd buying them and then reselling them um so in the hunt for the bags he had to outwit salespeople at upscale stores and convince them to sell the coveted bags and it's a funny book he humorously recounts his escapades crisscrossing the globe in search of these rare accessories it's a light fun and memorable read so uh, what more do you need on the beach and you know i i remember it and i would recommend it to anyone looking for that kind yeah. of a book so it's it was it's just a fun a fun escape yes. so bringing home the birkin by michael tonello
That sounds really mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. I remember reading a long-form article, I forget where it was published, but about how hard it is to even get, like, a sales associate to, like, show you a Birkin bag in the yes, store. he talks about that, and so he had to outwit them. Yes. And he would get them to show them, and he would get them to sell them to him. So wow. then he could go and sell them at a higher price mm-hmm. to those on the wait list. Yeah. Ooh, I'm definitely adding that to my list, Yes, Charlie. it's a fun, yes. a fun, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, I am out of recommendations because, again, I've already recommended a lot of my favorite beach treats <laughs> on this podcast. Well, uh, but yeah. Danielle, Charlotte? Yeah, do you have one more, Danielle? Well, I actually want to highlight one of our library services that is great on the beach, and that okay. is uh, Libby. And so a lot of times what I will do is if I don't have a paperback to bring with me, I will bring my iPad um, and then, you know, take turns going into the water because, you know, you do have some anxiety about leaving your device on the beach. Um, But what I like about Libby is we have a lot of magazines. Mm -hmm. And instead of like bringing magazines, flipping through them and getting a lot of sand in your bag, you're just on here, you're flipping through pages, and we have thousands of magazines mm-hmm. on Libby. So no matter what you like to read about, if you like to read international magazines, foreign language magazines, um, and then just, you know, tons and tons that we have here in America, no matter what you have an interest for, you will find it on Libby. And the magazines are simultaneous use. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's you can just... We you could all have, read it at the have, same time. Right. You don't have to be Talked afraid away. that it's going to be checked out. So, yeah, great yeah. recommendation. Mm-hmm. Well, I do have one more book, and this this is yes. not your typical beach read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think uh, so it's called Travels in Siberia, I, and I've got two in the cold climates, Minnesota and Siberia. But uh, Travels in Siberia by Ian Frazier. It was um, written or, or published in 2010. And it's long. It's not short, and it doesn't. Uh, but it's uh, it's it's a fun one. It's 560 pages. So if you really like to sink your teeth into something over the summer, mm-hmm. I would recommend this book. Um, so if you want to be taken away, I would say Travels in Siberia may be just the ticket. And also the theme for a summer reading is The Road Less Traveled. And believe me, this is one of your least traveled roads. Um, so Frazier, he's a staff writer for The New Yorker. He's enamored of Russia. Uh, even though he sees and he experiences its dark and seedy side, he just he calls it Russia, uh, dread Russia love is what he has for Russia. He just, he's drawn to this, uh, he's drawn to everything about it, he, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, so he decides he's going to try to learn Russian, which is very difficult to do. He reads the literature and the history of Siberia, and then he hires guides to take him across, um, across Siberia. So a review in the New York Times uh, says it better than I could. It states, the result is is travels in Siberia, an uproarious, sometimes dark yarn filled with dubious meals, broken down vehicles, abandoned slave labor camps, and ubiquitous statues of Lenin. On the road meets the Gulag Archipelago. And uh, I think that sums it up beautifully. I couldn't have said it better myself. I found this book amusing. It's very funny. It's informative. Uh, and who knew it got hot and buggy in Siberia in the summer? But it does. So, oh. you know, it is kind of a, there is a touch of summer there. But uh, <laughs> Travels in Siberia by Ian Frazier, if you really like to sink your teeth into something that will kind of take you away while you're on the beach, I'd recommend it. Mm-hmm. Nice. 
Excellent. And uh, we would be remiss without discussing our summer reading challenge and how you can Mm -hmm. get some, you know, maybe some prizes for picking up some of these books Mm -hmm. this year. (laughs) Yes. So um, summer reading this year, um, as always, is all ages. So no matter what your age, you can take part. Um, What we're doing this year is you'll be using Beanstack and logging each day that you read. We'll also have some paper logs ready so that if you don't want to download another app, you can use a paper log. Um, We ask you to read every day. It can be read for two minutes. It can be read for two hours. As long as you pick up a book every day or any kind of reading material, magazines, um, anything. It can be audiobooks. Um, 15 days in, you'll get a halfway prize, which is a free book um, for the younger kids or a coupon to the bookstore next door Mm -hmm. if you're an adult. At 30 days, you'll get a completion prize, and that is either ice cream or, my favorite, the handheld fan slash flashlight. (laughs) I've already used it in my office (laughs) when I got a little toasty last week. Uh, You can keep reading, and uh, if you read every day and complete our activities, you have a chance to collect over 60 raffle tickets. And raffle tickets are good for one of four raffles. We have uh, the Menden Drive-In as a prize. Um, We also have, that is, let's see, that is a carload of six people is only $32, but the prize is actually twice that. So you can either go twice or you can um, bring some friends, get some concessions. Uh, We also have uh, REI, which is a $100 gift card, which will help you find the perfect item to go beyond the beaten path this summer. (laughs) Neshoba Valley is another one. It's a $150 gift certificate at any of the Neshoba attractions. Uh, If you plan on using this later on in the year, two people can ski for four hours or four people can ski for two hours. But we have a link to Neshoba Valley and its many amenities. There are things you can do all year round. And our final prize is uh, the New England Aquarium. And it is a one-year-long membership four-pack for you and three others to visit the historic Boston Aquarium any day of the year. So those are all going to be available for you. And we'll also have, um, you can start registering for it today. Uh, it Registration opens June 1st. The reading starts June 21st. And we have several special events, including Big Wheels on the Swain Green, with lots of help from our friends at Police, Fire, and DPW. They're going to be there with their giant vehicles. Uh, We have some musicians and animal programs throughout the summer. And, of course, our annual Summer Bash, which is going to feature food trucks and one of my favorite bands, Roly poly guacamole <laughs> from Brooklyn, New York. Be sure to circle yes. the date. <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> not, not August eleventh. Mm-hmm. Yes. And on the adult side, um, we'll be having uh, Ted Reinstein in for a presentation on our our welcome back week. That kind of kickoff week. Yes. Uh, we'll have demonstrations of uh, cooking, our three D printer, different little treats you can get in the library. Um, so that is a good time, a good week to come come mm-hmm. down, and also. Well, we would like you to read every day. <laughs> you do not. Every day you read equals an, a raffle trick, yes. essentially. So mm-hmm. the more you read, the better your odds of winning yes. uh, one of those prizes. But mm-hmm. if 
if that sounds too intimidating to you, it's any day you read, you, you yes. win a chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, there's an incentive for a long summer book like Travels in Siberia. Yes. Just read a few pages every day. And That's <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Get those raffle tickets. So it would work well. Excellent. Well, um, thank you, guys. And thank you, Charlotte. Yeah. Yes. yes. Thank you, been, Charlotte. It's been wonderful. And um, and uh, you're in good hands with Danielle. Oh, so thank you. Yeah, it's been, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'll be tuning in. I <laughs> hope so. Maybe we can even ask you to come back at some point oh. as a special yeah, patron special reader. Sure. Special mm-hmm. patron. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I'd be happy to. <laughs> well, until next month. 